So, I forgot what I was doing here. I'm preaching a sermon, so. Let's start off. Matthew 24, 10 through 12 says this. And then many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Verse 12 says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I think I forgot my pink purse. Did anybody have a pink purse in a plastic bag sitting next to you? No. Is it back there? Joel, can you run that up here, bro? The plastic bag, too. They couldn't find anything better than this. I give honor to Michelle White again, or Morgan. Let me just see, let me just see what they packed me. Like a kid at school. This here. The love of many will wax cold. The love of many will wax cold. This is olive oil. Very symbolic in the scriptures. Matthew 5, 14, 16 through 20. Ye are the light of the world, a city that on a hill that cannot be hid. Cannot. You are the light of the world and you cannot be hid. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You can still do works and God get glory. For I say unto you that accept, in verse 20, for I say unto you that accept your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Ye shall in no case enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 23, 13 through 19, or not through, but verse 13 and verse 19. But woe unto you, one version says, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are in the process of entering to go in. That's from another version, the parenthesis there, so Christ is entering to go in. Uh, and then ye fools, Jesus calls these guys fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. I want to preach moments today. Hopefully it's not too long. I really don't know, so just bear with me. Um, on the thought, bearers of the oil. Bearers of the oil. Ben, thank you. Thank you. Bearers of the oil. There was a married couple that had a child, and a few weeks later, this child was going into a major shutdown in its body, and it would inevitably change the way their lives looked for the next couple seasons. It was a normal doctor's visit, it appeared, but all of a sudden, this child became med-flighted down south to some specialist where it could receive the help that this child needed. It was in a circumstance where this man was at work and he received a sudden phone call from his wife and said, our baby has been med flighted down south out of the blue. Didn't expect anything, but this man had to rush home and they went down south to find their baby on the hospital bed hooked up to monitors finding out that his body was shutting down and the only way he could get help was through this surgery or God's miracle. 
So they were in this situation. They were just put into a new season of life. All of a sudden it changed from summer to fall, just like that. Or maybe fall to winter because everybody doesn't like winter. But this person was just entered into a new season of life. But something happened on the way down to this southern city. Something happened to the man of this child. Something happened where a burden began to grip this person. You see, it didn't matter what necessarily happened with the child per se. They trusted that the Lord gives and he takes away. And he said, I've got a burden right now for this city. Because there was people that needed Jesus Christ. The thing is, is we had, this, these people had God's spirit in them. They had the hope of Jesus Christ living in them. They had it all. They had the greatest treasure on this earth. So what else did they need? They just believed in God. That whatever was going to happen, happened. But there was a burden that went out over this man's spirit for the souls of this city. It was in a time when this man, there was only one person allowed in the, in the hospital room. And, and this man uh, said, babe, you can go up. But the man decided to stay down and begin to pray for people on the streets. Begin to witness the people on the streets. Morning would come, she would go off to the hospital. And the dad would just go into the streets day after day. They seen their accounts, they seen the finances, they balanced it all out, they were good. God was providing for them. And this man began to bless people. This man began to bless every single homeless person he ran across. This man began to bless people. He began to talk to people that sold their soul to Satan, that burned Bibles. Found This man found him under a bridge one day. So dark, he was so just cursing and just saying how much he wanted to burn the Bibles around him. And he was just some kind of arsonist. He, 12, 12 years old, he made some deal to Satan. He, nevertheless. He began to work and toil in a field where he's never sown before. This man was gripped with a burden that despite their circumstance, they pressed forward on a mission that they were commissioned to seven years prior when God baptized them in the Holy Ghost. Despite what situation they were in, they knew that God had called them to reach souls. And it wasn't going to stop them from going forth to doing so. It was inconvenient for sure. It was inconvenient for this couple for sure. It was very costly for sure. But God began to open the doorways up for this couple. There was a man that needed uh, some kind of new shoes. And this, cup, uh, this man was witnessing to a Muslim guy in, in a wheelchair one day. And, and But previously had talked to another homeless man who needed shoes. All of a sudden, there was a group of people running. They ran by, and all of a sudden, they turn around. And they said, we felt like we needed to turn around for a second. And they began to talk to us, and I began... I just keep ruining the story. I began, it was me, okay? I began to share my story with them. About what I'm doing. My baby's up there getting heart surgery. But I'm down here uh, preaching to this guy, this Muslim, to, to sharing him the hope of the gospel, Jesus Christ. But the day before, I was talking to, uh, to a homeless guy that needed shoes. Well, it turns out that these people were doing a movement. And I wish I could remember what the movement was called. But they were giving away free shoes. <laughs> they were giving away gift cards for people for free shoes. The name of the, the movement was for free shoes. And they did it all across the whole city because they were trying to spread love in the midst of pandemic.
we had enough oil to let the light shine. Ye are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hid. Let your light shine before men. We made sure that we had the oil. Didn't let circumstance, didn't let situations and trauma stop us from reaching. One day, one day I was driving across town. There's this, this guy sitting on the side of town. Right, right by the highway. People just driving by this man. And I seen a Walmart like quarter mile down the road. I turned around. I whipped my car around. Did an illegal U-turn. And I bought the best water for that guy. I bought him a lunch bag. I bought him watermelon. I bought him fresh fruit. And I gave, went up to him and he just began to hug me and weep and cry. Because he never had experienced some kind of love like that. You know, people stop and maybe give a little prayer here and there. But, but he just began to weep. And I began to pray over him as the power of God began to consume this man. There was another man on the side of the street who was poor and homeless. I bought him a Starbucks muffin, uh, English muffin thing. And... And, uh, and he was one person that uh, I began to minister the gospel to, and he kind of became my little disciple down there. We prayed one day for the, I, I, I preached the kingdom of God to him, and he said, I want to get baptized. And before that, we started to pray for the spirit of God to fall on him. And he fell down and began to tremble, just convulsing in a seizure. I don't know what happened. I said, tormenting spirit, get off him in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, he rose up in his hand, which was completely cramped up, and he could never move it. He was able to make a fist again, and God completely healed him that day. I don't know if a spirit left the man, but something happened because I didn't let circumstance get in the way of what God wanted to do in the city of this place, Indianapolis. And so we kept going. We kept letting the light shine. Morgan was speaking to people. Morgan met a bunch of people and began to speak into them. The last time we were down there, there was a person on the floor that overdosed. And, and, and I was walking downstairs at night to go back to the hotel. And, and, and all this, I was carrying my Bible, and she said something. It was a, it was a couple. And, and she said something about the Bible, and I quoted some scripture to her. And, 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 and we began to talk. And she told me that her daughter had just overdosed and she was on life support. She was on the, uh, the, the breathing machine. And, and we began to talk about God and we prayed right there. And then the, the day went by and nothing happened. But something happened uh, where she was just not responding anymore. And I grabbed a hold of her hand and I said, in Jesus' name. And we began to cast out that thing in Jesus' name. That very night, she got a text from her sister that said her stats had completely went back to normal. And a few days later, she was off that life support machine and she was leaving the hospital. Come to find out, she was a prodigal of Calvary Tabernacle of Indianapolis. Baptized in God's spirit. Knows the power of God. I'm telling you, God wants to use you. It's in your circumstance when you find weakness. It's his strength that's made perfect in weakness. Things don't always add up. But it's going to be to those that have enough oil for the journey to meet the bridegroom. There's a parable in the Bible, ten virgins, maybe you all have heard it. It says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. 
the wives took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Notice this. All of them arose and trimmed their lamps. All of them did. And the foolish said unto the wives, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Buy for yourselves. And while they went and buy, bought, the bridegroom came. And they, they were ready, went in with him in marriage, and the door was shut. And they came back. And he said, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he said, I never knew you. I never knew you. I never knew you. Harsh words. Because they said, Lord, Lord. They apparently knew him. Lord, Lord, open to us. I want to propose an idea today. God is love. God is a spirit. What if I tell you that oil is love? What if I tell you that oil is unconditional love? What if I tell you that the fools in this were the Pharisees and scribes that Jesus was condemning for the previous four chapters in Matthew 21, 22, 23. He condemns the foolish, the self-righteous, the, the, the Pharisees who are unintentional, who care about professing, who care about speaking, but their inward man is wicked, is a whitewashed sepulcher. What if I told you the fools were the virgins that didn't take oil that day? That were unintentional about loving that day. That were unintentional about loving that day. Because here's the truth of the matter. In Matthew 25, it later goes on to say, and then the righteous will say, Lord, Lord, when did I feed you? When did I give you drink? When did I clothe you? When did I visit you? And he said, when you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Proverbs says, he that lends unto the poor, lends unto God. So again, I think the oil is love. I think, they, I think bearer of the oil, you and I got to bear love, unconditional love, agape love, not love with condition. See, this kind of oil, this kind of love is inconvenient. This kind of love is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you a sacrifice. You know, Peter and John were walking by the lame man's temple or the lame man sitting in front of the temple. They could have just, you know, sometimes what we do, right, we see people. And I'm not just talking about people on the streets. I'm talking people that are spiritually desolate, physically, uh, people that are hurting and broken. I'm not just talking about people on the streets holding a cardboard sign. I'm talking about the widows, the orphans, the fatherless, all these people. I'm talking about the spiritually desolate people, physical, spiritual, whatever. I'm talking to the totality, the whole spectrum of lost souls here. Peter and John. Guess what? It could have been inconvenient for them that day. How many of you guys have seen a sign? Please help. Help me. Anything helps. You know what Peter and John said about that? He said, listen, bro. I ain't got money. 
But what I do have is a little bit of love to share to you right now. I'm going to stop long enough in my day and speak the name of Jesus Christ into your situation. And I'm going to command you to rise up and walk right now. When you and I will just take a little bit of time to speak the name of Jesus Christ. Not only are you bearing oil, but you're taking that unconditional love that God fills you with out into the streets. Out into the people that need it most. We've got to bear the oil. How do you bear the oil? How do you get filled up? How do you take it? You die daily. You die daily. You die daily. I am convinced that you and I can't spread unconditional love without the sacrificing of ourself on the altar of living sacrifice because God showed his love. He gave himself for God so loved the world. He gave himself for we so loved the world. John 3 16. First John 3 16. Throw that up there. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We all lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's goods and seeth his brother and have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Again, I say, the righteous will say, Lord, when did we do this? The wicked will say this too. And he says, when you've done it unto the least of these, you did it not to the least of these. I'm here to propose the idea that you and I will encounter Jesus Christ every single day on the streets. Every single day. I don't care what job you work. I don't care if you, whatever you do, the bridegroom's going to meet you in an hour that you don't unex expect. Jesus is going to meet you somewhere. He's going to meet you somewhere on that streets. Entertain angels unaware. Entertain that stranger. Because when you do it unto them, you've done it unto him. Jesus is coming. The bridegroom is coming. The bridegroom is coming to meet us. He's coming to meet you and I. And it might come through the face of a homeless person. It might come through the face of, of somebody spiritually desolate and broken. It might come through that person at the store that you say, hi, how are you? And they say, good, and you keep walking. But I'm telling you, I did that one time, and I turned around because I discerned something in the spirit. And I said, are you really fine? And she began to break down in tears. Why? Because it was inconvenient. Yes, I had to sacrifice a little bit of time. Yes, but I turned around and poured out love to her. She experienced the agape love of Jesus Christ because somebody took the time to reach to her and to see how she truly felt. When you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And that's when they'll say, Lord, we didn't see you. What are you talking about? When did we see you? When you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me but whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him how dwelleth the love of God I'm not talking about enabling people I'm not talking about enabling addictions I'm not talking about that but I'm talking about being sensitive enough the Bible says in the ten virgins keep watch be diligent for he comes and you don't know when he's going to come watch die daily Lay your life down that says, God, I'm willing to be inconvenienced today 
I don't care if I'm on the way. If Peter and John can stop for a little bit longer for a testimony, they went in for prayer. Guess what they had to do after that? They testified instead of prayed. They took the, they, they, their prayers changed. They came into church. All the service was wrecked. Everything was messed up because of a miracle that Jesus Christ performed. We've got to be willing to be inconvenienced through our day to show a little bit of love to somebody hurting, broken. Maybe it's somebody, young person at school who's singled out. Who's the person alone in the classrooms? Look for them. Seek to them. Find them. And I promise you, people are good at hiding it. They're good at faking it. But dig in. Bible says, 1 John 4, 20, if a man say he loves God but hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Being a carrier, being a bearer of this oil is costly. It's time. It's talent. It's treasure. You want to talk about dedicating some time, talk to the Anglero family about the bus ministry they used to bus in people, 200 kids or whatever they did. They sacrificed lots of time. You want to talk about time, talk about Mercida and her family and all that they've sacrificed to doing it to the least of these. You want to talk about time, talk about the Roberts family and taking a little baby and inconveniencing their whole life for a little baby so that they could be saved. You want to talk about inconvenience. There's people across this place. I'm sure I'm not trying to miss anybody. But it's all about getting out of our own life and saying, God, whatever you want. That means whoever you want. We were down in Indianapolis. And uh, there was a homeless man sitting here. And my wife was like, babe, I just, I feel like we got to bless this guy. And so, okay, we took him up to the counter. We bought him dinner. He was grateful, right? But I assure you, when we did that, I didn't tell her this right away, but when we did that, I heard the scripture. When I was hungry, you fed me. That scripture just was put into my spirit after he sat down and began to eat. And I know that we did it under the least of these that day. Not only that, somebody else seen the act of kindness that went forth. And they shared their food with them, and he was grateful. Not only that, did he not pay it forward, but there was, had a key to the bathroom, and, he, and, and one of the people uh, couldn't get in. And so he gave him his receipt and, and gave him the code for the bathroom, and he passed along another act of kindness, all because he was sowed into in an act of love. You don't know what your act of love is going to do. You don't know what you're going to change in somebody's life. You may inspire them for the rest of their life to pay it forward. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth to the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he hideth his eyes to them. But he that hides his eyes shall have many curses. Uh, I didn't tell you the rest of my story about um, Riley. We spent hundreds of dollars blessing people, left and right. Missions, um, somebody was raising missions, I gave. Morgan was like, dude, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I just kept giving. I just kept giving. But you know what happened? You know what happened? Because he that gives to the poor, God will pay it. And there was when we got back, I was at work and I got a text from my wife and she said, we just got a $15,000 check. And, we, and she said the spirit spoke into her spirit and said, because you've given to me without reserve, I am replenishing all that he has given to me. 
You can't outgive this thing. You cannot outgive God. You just got to trust the process. I don't know who I'm, I don't know what's happening when I'm sharing a little bit of time, when I'm buying somebody a meal or paying it forward. But what I'm trusting in is I'm sowing a seed of agape love. I'm making sure that I'm a bearer of the oil. I don't care who it is. I could be, hey, cash back $20. Hey, can you give this $20 to that person behind me? Come on, somebody. There's opportunities all around to just pay it forward, to do a little bit of an act of love. Be a bearer of the oil. Die daily and keep watch over your own heart though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity I am become a sounding brass or tinkling symbol first Corinthians 13 and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and that I have all the faith in the world so that I can move mountains and have not charity that means love unconditional love if I don't have that it says this I am nothing without being a bearer of the oil of this love. I am nothing. Lord, Lord, didn't we do all of this in your name? I knew you not. People that didn't bear the oil. They professed with their mouth, but inwardly were whitewashed tombs. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, these three. But the greatest is charity. You want to know why? Because love fuels the lamp. Let your light shine that men would see the good works and glorify God. You know what the lamps were for? They were to light up so they could be seen. Love is the fuel to our fire. I understand there's types and shadows of the Holy Spirit and the oil, but for just unconditional love is the fuel for the fire. When you've done it unto the least of these, I'm convinced that your light is shining bright, and they are glorifying God. When you've done it unto the least of these, your light is shining, and you and they are glorifying God Almighty. Being a bearer of the oil, it's costly. It's got to cost you guys something. Time, talents, treasures it's a choice the pharisees had a choice to believe in the messiah but they chose to follow their tradition they didn't care about the inward just about the outward you can't have the outside right without having the inside right you've got to get this love in your soul You've got to get it in your mind. You've got to give it in your spirit. And you say, I don't have, I, I, I need that. Guys, it takes a burden. It takes a burden. And when you, all you've got to do is fall straight on your knees, fall straight on your face until God gives you a burden. 
is when you got a burden, you will say, I don't care if my son's going through open heart surgery. I'm going to bless the least of these. I'm not saying any discredit to my son, but I'm saying we will not let circumstance stop us from advancing the kingdom of God. That's how we've got to act. That's the, that's the mindset of Jesus Christ. It's by your fruits. Jesus said, by your fruits, you're going to know the false prophets. But in John 13, 35, he says, by your love, one for another. That's how you're going to be labeled. He knows, people will know you if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. By your love, agape love, unconditional love for one another. Because... throw um it's not in there can you find uh verse 13 matthew matthew uh 24 10 13 can you get that verse 10 13 because the love of many is going to wax cold one day hey hey somebody how's your love is it pouring flowing is your love flowing is it flowing freely is it flowing freely or has it waxed cold, somebody? You can't like this. This is not going to consume the wick. This isn't going to consume your lamp. It's waxed cold. But this right here is a free-flowing love. Doesn't matter the circumstance. Doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to pour out my love. I'm going to pour out what God's given me without reserve. I'm going to let it flow all over people. Because I know that he has died for me. And I will die for them. What does that mean? I'm going to lay down my will. Not my will. Like Pastor said, you've got to die in the garden not my will not my will God you've got to say God whatever it takes to reach somebody whatever it takes God to do something for the lost to the least of these I want to hear it one day well done thy good and faithful servants when you've done it to the least of these you've done it unto me why chance it why chance it verse 13 Sorry, I meant 24, 13. I said 10 because I did 10 through 12. I meant uh, 24, 13. I can just read it off real quick. We all right here? You guys good? Everybody all right? Okay, next one, 14, sorry. <laughs> but here it is. The love of many is going to wax cold. It takes endurance to be saved. This is what happens, and this fires me up. And the love of many shall wax cold, but in this gospel of the kingdom will still be preached in all of the world for a witness, for a light unto all men, for the least of these, for the people on the streets, for the people in your schools, for the people at the jobs, for the people that are poor, for the people that need me. It will be a witness unto all nations. Why? Because love of many is going to wax cold one day. There's going to be churches all around here. They're going to look like this. They're going to wax cold. The iniquity is going to abound. There's going to be compromise. But I can tell you and assure you of one thing in the Holy Ghost, that there's going to be a true church of God who's preaching in all of the world for a witness unto all nations that there is still a God that saves. There's still a God that heals. There's still a God that restores. And it's going to take you to carry this gospel to all nations, to the least of these, to the least of these. To the least of these. When I first started Keystone, 
let a guy borrow my screw gun. Why? Because I was overflowing with love. I was bearing the oil. <laughs> he was like, he literally, really? You're going to let me have your screw gun? Like, he was serious. And I was like, what, co- what is this place? <laughs> like, <laughs> Stay out of my area. I really wish I could just pull this out of this place right now. I should have got a water gun. Where am I at on time? All right, I got to wrap up. Music. He that hath pity on the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and which he hath given, he will repay him again. You can't outgive God, even when it don't make sense. Still give, even when it don't make sense. I've learned it. Right when I got that fifteen thousand dollar check, I called this guy up right here, the most giving guy. I said, Ian. You know how I've always complained? I've been faithful in my tithes. I've been faithful in my offerings. I haven't seen a lick of blessing. <laughs> but I said, God just dropped a $15,000 check. In due time. Hey, don't grow weary in well-doing. In due time. In due time, Joel. In due time. Phil, throw throw that picture up. (laughs) This is the least of these. My wife and I were driving. It was January 5th, 2014. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost in the first service of New Life Church when they split off into two services. And it was one year later that August, one year later, never grown up in church, one year later after receiving the Holy Ghost. We went to Chick-fil-A. We drive by this guy right here. And he says, homeless and fighting whatever dystrophy. He said, please, anything helps, even smiles and especially prayers. Now, who stopped for him up one day? We were there for around a half. Morgan was like, you need to go to the Lord, you need to go pray for him. I said, I was already going to do that. I was mad because I didn't want her to think it was her idea. But I went up to this guy, I read that story. And we prayed for his legs, and he didn't get healed. But we kept believing. And as we prayed, God began to move on him. And he said, there's so many people out there that are ruining it for guys like me that really need the help. He said, people don't stop anymore because they just think they're given to some addict. Oh, my heart broke. Somebody truly in need of the oil. That morning I was a bearer of the oil. I said, God, whatever it takes. We begin to pray. Lift your hands. God's getting ready to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And we began to pray. And he began to jabber. And I said, speak it out in Jesus' name. And he began to speak in other tongues as God filled this with the Holy Ghost on Ireland Road in the middle of South Bend. It took a little bit of inconvenience out of our dinner schedule. Morgan just sat there. In the parking lot. But how much more kids 
families with kids. Oh, what, what, what's dad doing? He's just helping another person. South Bend, this lady's tired. Blue, what'd we do? We stopped. I said, has anybody stopped yet? She said, no. She was sitting there for a long time. My jack broke. Another guy pulled up. We changed the tire. Conrad, I know you just did something similar. We weren't the same color. Hey, that's, that, that's not right right now in culture. Where was the news on that one? It's love. It's being a bearer of the oil. It drives past skin. It's into the bones. Because when you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. There was a rich man and Lazarus. It says there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple, fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with just the crumbs. Just a few bucks. Just a little bit of time from the rich man's table. Moreover, though, the dogs came and licked his sores and cast them out. And it came to pass the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried, saying, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. He said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in a little bit of water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented. Abraham said, Son, Remember in your lifetime, you received good things, likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted. Guys, if you've got children, or if you're looking to marry, the last thing I want to do is be falling in eternal torment, hearing the screams and the cries of my own sons and daughters. I wouldn't bear a little bit of love for somebody. I don't want to hear the screams of my child. Dad, why wouldn't you just stop for that man? Why wouldn't you pour a little bit of oil out that day that you said you were in a hurry? Why wouldn't you just do a little bit of something, Dad? Now we're following in your footsteps, and here we are together. We're leaving a legacy. But one day... And I know that we're not given in marriage, you know, but I hope one day, guys, we're standing in line. Seth Ritzman, yes, Lord, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Step aside. Morgan Ritzma, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Step aside. Morgan and Seth, well done for raising these kids in the way that they should go. Asher, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Owen, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Everett. Well done. Guys, I'm looking at you in the eyes. I'm hoping, even in your circumstance, even in your trial, I'm proud of you guys for not letting life on earth get in the way 
of life in heaven. They're called to bear the oil. We're supposed to raise the kids up. We're supposed to raise our families up. Wise and faithful is the servant whom distributes his food and supplies to his own household. And blessed is he when the Lord comes back to find him doing, it says. Who's in your household? Will you be a wise one with enough oil for when the bridegroom meets you? Will you be accounted faithful? Or will you hear the words, depart from me? God, poor Lord, did we do all of this? God, we went to church. We participated in our outreach. I never knew you. of your circumstance it wax cold. I want to be a bearer of oil for my family, for my wife, and for my children, for the church, and most importantly for Jesus Christ. Well done. Ushers, if you can go ahead and get what I was going to do. Today we're going to Include everybody in something. I don't just want to preach a sermon on love and let it go out unattended. But I'm going to help empower some people. The church is going to help empower some people right now. We bought socks. We bought socks. Because we want to empower you to be intentional to never overlook the least of these again. Even when you don't have money, you'll have a pair of socks. So if everyone would stand, and if you could, make your way to this front and grab a pair of socks for yourself. They'll be here. You can grab them after you pray or whatever. Again, guys, I'm not just talking about homeless. I'm not just talking. Guys, there's people that are spiritually hungry. There's people that are spiritually thirsty. There's people that are spiritually naked. There's people that are spiritually captive in bondage, in prisons. There's people that are spiritually sick, that are spiritually wounded. It's not just about the physical. There's people all around you. There's people all around you that are hurting. But I assure you that if you will do it to the least of these, and if you will make that a habit in your life, you're going to hear one day, God, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you need a fresh burden in this place, maybe your love's wax cold. Guys, it's okay. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercy is restored every single morning. Every morning you wake up and have breath. His mercy is just giving you life again. If your love is wax cold, let the fire of the Holy Spirit fall.
melt away, begin to burn it away, so that you would be a free-flowing vessel again. All around this room, I wonder if we could just find a spot to pray. Maybe it's a renewal and burden. Maybe you need to die. God, teach us to die. Teach us, God, to die to the least of these. But thine be done, O oh God. Baptize us in fresh burden. Baptize us in fresh fire. Baptize us in the unconditional love. Because, God, if you so love the world that you gave your life for us, we will make a commitment that we will lay down our life and dedicate it to serving you, to serving people. I don't care the cost. I don't care the inconvenience. I don't care what I've got to give. I just want to hear you, Lord. Say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I just want to bless the least of these. I want to meet my bride and groom in the midst of my day. I don't want to miss the opportunity to see Jesus. The Father seeketh such to worship him in spirit and truth. God, it's not about a building. It's about taking it everywhere else. You are the building. You are the temple. God's spirit, if you've got God's spirit living inside you, you've got the ability and power. I don't care if you've just been born again yesterday. You've got the ability and power to go into Ireland, South Bend, somebody. Come on and praise somebody through to the Holy Ghost. God can use you. You ain't too young. If you've got faith in the mustard seed, God can use you. God can use you. God can use you. God can